welcome to another episode of For You From Eve. I'm back. Um, I didn't upload an episode on Monday and another episode will not be uploaded this Monday. I had a few things going on in my personal life that I'd rather not talk about on you know this platform, but at the same time, I think that it's really important for people to realize that when you are going through something really tough in your personal life, it is okay to take a break and to let down all other priorities and just focus on that one thing. And that was something I had to do this week. So I took a week off of from recording episodes, editing episodes, uploading episodes, anything. And now I'm back. It's Friday. I'm excited to have this solo episode up for you guys. I did get a few DMs saying you guys were excited for this week's episode. So I'm excited to deliver it. Um, basically I asked about a week and a half ago on my Instagram, I said, what do you want my next solo episode topic to be? And I got quite a few responses. So I picked out about four of them and I'm kind of just going to go through and go into more detail about each one. Um, and yeah, so I want to apologize if my energy seems a little bit low this episode, but I think also it's just really good to remember that we all have days like this and it's going to be okay and we're all going to get through it. So I'm really excited to record today and I'm, I've missed it. I've missed being on this microphone and, and editing and everything. So I'm really, really excited to be back and record with you guys. So let's just go ahead and get started. I don't want to waste time with a long introduction and there's nothing much to really recap you guys on for the week. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. I will try to get back onto my Monday solo episodes this coming week. So even though there won't be a Monday episode this week, there will be one the week after. And also my one year anniversary of For You From Eve is coming up on February 15th. I guess it's honestly, that's literally not even coming up. I don't know why I said it's coming up. It's not coming up. We're literally in October, basically in November. So it's really not coming up. But I wanted to just say that I have a little something that I'm preparing for you guys for the one year anniversary for you for me. It's nothing big, but it's just a little something that I want to thank you guys for um, all the support. So thank you guys so much and let's get started. So the first question that I got asked is how do I find motivation for a morning routine? And I feel like I get asked this a lot in my solo episode topics, like how do I wake up early? How do I get a good morning routine going? How do I stay consistent with a morning routine? Because sometimes we start our morning routines and then it gets to like day four and we completely just slack off and don't do it anymore. The number one tip that I have for a morning routine is that a morning routine begins at night. So whatever you're doing the night before is going to reflect on your morning. If you're not sleeping till 3 a.m. and you're snacking on all these like chips and candies and then you sleep at 3 a.m. with your laptop open to YouTube and you're not going to wake up at 6 a.m. and just be super, super productive. And maybe you are. Maybe you are that type of person, which good for you because it could not be me. But I think that figure out the night before, okay, what do I have to do tomorrow? Do I have work tomorrow? Do I have school tomorrow? Whatever it is that you have, prepare everything the night before. I prepare before I go to school or work. I prepare my gym bag, my school bag, my lunch bag, everything. These are things that have to be ready before I wake up in the morning because if they're not ready before I wake up in the morning, then they're not going to get done. So those are things that I really, really need to have done in the morning is, I mean, the night before, before the morning is like 
my lunch. If I don't have my lunch ready the night before, it's very hard for me because it's like I have to wake up even earlier to make my lunch, which can take a lot of time if you want to make like a nutritious, healthy meal. I think a really good way of staying consistent with healthy eating is meal prepping. So if I meal prep the night before my lunch for the next day, I'm going to be more likely to eat something healthy and et cetera. So I think that's something that's like super important is that if you want to meal prep and you want to eat healthy, then I highly recommend doing it the night before the day you have to go to work or go to school because it's going to have you eat cleaner instead of not having enough time in the morning to make food. And then you're like, oh, I'm so hungry. Let me just order something. Let me buy something because then you waste money and you end up eating something that's not as healthy for you when you have other stuff at home. And it's like your grocery shopping goes to waste. So going back to how it starts with your night routine, lay out your outfit for the next day. And I know sometimes that can seem a little bit like, um, I'm just going to school. Like I'm going to wear sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Like that's it. But at the same time, it kind of just like motivates you more in the morning to get out of bed because it's like, okay, I don't have to stress out about anything. Like I don't have to think about what I have to wear. I don't have to think about what I'm going to make for lunch. I don't have to think about what gym clothes to pack. What are is all my stuff in my work bag there? Like those are things you don't have to think about because they're all ready the night before. So like I said, the night before I go to school or I go to work or whatever it is, I will get my gym bag. I'll put the gym clothes I want to wear, the gym shoes I want to wear, the gym equipment I might use that day, whatever it is that I put in my gym bag, I'll put it in my gym bag and I'll put it to the side. Then I'll grab my work bag or my school bag and make sure everything is in there. So my folders and my notebooks that I'm going to need for class, my pencil case, make sure my laptop is charging so that's not something I have to think about the morning of and get my school and work bag ready. Then I pick out the outfit that I'm going to wear. Okay, what outfit do I want to wear to work? What outfit do I want to wear to school? To school, I just wear sweatpants, but to work, I normally wear something a little bit cuter and more put together. Um, So I like to plan it out. Even if I'm going to school and wearing sweatpants, though, I like to figure out, okay, what sweatpants am I going to wear? So that's kind of what I do. And my lunch, also, I go downstairs. And normally, like right around dinner time, I'll also make my lunch because it's like Marty in the kitchen. So I might as well just keep making the mess and then just clean it up afterwards. So I think having all that stuff really helps me because then I wake up and I have everything ready. And another tip I have for just being motivated in the morning is have something you're going to do in the morning that's going to excite you. Whether it's just like a cup of coffee, no matter what it is, if you have something in the morning that's going to make you excited to wake up and have you like excited to do something, whether it's your cup of coffee, your meditation, your journaling, your morning walk, a morning phone call that you have with someone, no matter what it is, if you have something that you're excited to do in the morning, you're least likely, you're less likely to wake up in the morning and be like, ugh, because you're going to have that one thing to hold on to. For me, it's my morning coffee. I love drinking my morning coffee in the morning and just sitting in my bed with my morning coffee and my Bible and my journal and just relaxing for the first like 15 minutes of the day because it's like nothing else matters in that moment. My phone's on do not disturb. And all that mo- like all that matters in the moment is my, you know, time with Christ and my coffee. And that really keeps me grounded and starts your day off right. And that's kind of my form of meditation in the morning. So having something that you're excited to do in the morning where you're like, I'm so excited to do this. Like it's gonna feel so good. It's gonna start my day right. I'm like I hate when it's nighttime because I just want to do this again. I think that's something that will really help you. And the last tip that I have for getting up in the morning because I think it's the hardest thing to get up in the morning. If it was easy for us to wake up in the morning, then we wouldn't have a problem 
being consistent and motivated with our morning routines. But the problem is, is it's so hard for us to spring out of bed and wake up. As soon as your alarm goes off, I recommend keeping your alarm a little bit farther away than just your bedside table. Sometimes I'll put mine on my dresser, which is across my room. So I recommend doing something like that instead. And as soon as your alarm clock goes off, I use sleep cycle as my alarm clock because it just wakes me up more gradually. It wakes me up like every like 15 minutes or every five minutes for 15 minutes. It does like the alarm goes up like higher. I can't really explain it, but I highly recommend sleep cycle. But sleep cycle also has like a feature where you can just wake up. I hate waking up to iPhone alarm noises. So I need to go to sleep with something a little bit more peaceful like wake up with something a little bit more peaceful and relaxing because when I wake up to the alarm noises, I already wake up with so much anxiety and just like stress built up and I feel like I'm rushing for no reason. So I hate that so much. So I definitely recommend using an alarm clock that's not going to stress you out. But as soon as your alarm clock goes off and your eyes are starting to open up, just count in your head, five, four, three, two, one, and jump out of bed. And when I say jump out of bed, I mean jump. I'm someone with low iron. I jump out of bed and it takes me like five minutes to just like stand there and let the blood flow go through and just like realize that I'm up because if you just jump out of bed, you're not going to just like keep snoozing your alarm. You have to jump out of bed and shut off your clock. So jump out of bed and let yourself just like stand up for a few seconds and then walk over slowly, shut your alarm clock off and then go to the bathroom and wash your face with cold water. This is the only thing that will get me out of bed. And I'm telling you right now, it's never going to be easy to wake up and get out of bed. It's never going to be easy to open your eyes at 530 in the morning. Never. That never goes away. You're always going to want to sleep in longer. But once you make that little habit of like waking up, like and springing out of bed, you're going to feel a lot better. Just like in the mornings, you're going to be more confident in the fact that you can wake up. So I think that's a really good hack that has helped me a lot. And make sure you're sleeping early. Make sure you're like getting enough hours of sleep. Don't do this. Don't wake up at 6 a.m. if you're going to sleep at 1 a.m. You know, that's not getting enough hours of sleep. Even if you have a super productive day, it's like this is why people nap at like 2 or 3 p.m. It's because you sleep super late and then you wake up super early and you do everything you have to do in the morning, but then you nap in the afternoon because you didn't get enough sleep the night before. So I think make sure you're sleeping good. Make sure you're starting your night night routine well, and then you're going to wake up and feel better. The next question I got is tips on Bible journaling. So I was really good at this when I was younger. Like when I was, I want to say in like middle school, which is like so long ago, but every single day I would journal in my Bible journal and read my Bible. Like when I say every single day, like every single day. And then to be completely transparent, as soon as I was in high school, I like never did it anymore because I was like, I have school and then I have homework and then I have sports and then I have this party or like whatever it was. So in high school, I barely touched my Bible and that's the truth. And I think a lot of believers can also say that they've done that before, like where they haven't touched their Bible in a long time. So my advice when it comes to Bible journaling is Keep your Bible and your journal on your bedside table or just somewhere where it's easy for you to like easily accessible because it's like that'll kind of remind you here and there because it is as sad as it is to say it's so easy for us to forget because we're so focused on this temporary life that we have on earth of like getting a job and getting good grades. And although that's great, you know, you do have a purpose on this earth. And I think that you should fulfill that purpose and have goals and make your plans and everything at the same time our focus on eternal life 
is not always there. And I think that that's something that we're all guilty of is we focus way too much on this temporary life rather than our eternal life in heaven. And I'm not saying that I don't. I completely do as well. I definitely lose track and lose focus. But recently, these past few months, I've been getting back into routine of Bible journaling, Bible meditations. So I'll kind of give you guys a little bit of what I like to do. So I read the Bible front to back when I was in middle school. And all I think I in like, I think it took me honestly like two years to do it. Um, I was a little bit of a slow reader, didn't read it every single day, but I did read it front to back in like two or three years of middle school. And then I remember I was like, okay, now in high school, I'm going to read it front to back. Never did that. But recently in these past few months, I have been reading front to back. I'm actually already on Psalms, which is like a huge thing for me um, because I've been reading it a lot more than normal. I think it didn't take me just a few months to do that. It took me like seven or eight months, not just like three or four. But yeah, so I think right now I'm reading it front to back. You don't have to do that, but they say like, you know, you should at least do it at least once. They say like you can do it like four times in your lifetime. That's like a good thing, but it's like they say that you can do it just once. You know, I think it's really good to do it front to back once, not in one sitting, obviously, but just over time. So just so you kind of can keep organized with like what to read, but at the same time, you don't have to be organized with your Bible reading or your relationship with Christ. You know, you could just open up and be like, I'm in the mood for Matthew today, or I'm in the mood for a Psalm today, you know, whatever it is. So that way you can kind of just read it and you feel happy and you'll hear what you have to hear. But I definitely think it's cool to read from beginning to end because it's like you're getting insight on the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, So yeah, anyways, I think it's definitely important to read it at least once in your life from front to back. But going back to that, what I do is I'll open up my Bible and I got my Bible from She Reads Truth. And the reason I love the Bible that I have so much is because it's a Bible that also has insight on like, you know, um, what is it called? Like it, it gives like little summaries of each chapter. So like before reading Psalm, it gave me like a page of when Psalm took place, like a little, just a little bit about it, what the message is going to tell me, what it's going to help me out with all that stuff. And then it has a lot of writing room. I'm not going to lie. I haven't really written in my Bible a lot because I just like have my like journals. So I don't really write on it too much, but I do highlight a lot. I do put sticky notes just to remember certain things. So I definitely do that. Um, So I think just open up your Bible and open up your Bible journal. And I think at first you're going to be like, but what do I write? Like, here's the thing. When we read our Bibles, we're skimming through most of the time. Like we're reading it and we're thinking like, okay, this is bringing me peace and making me feel good. But am I actually learning from it? That's what you kind of have to think. And until I started going to Bible study, I didn't realize how much I just kind of skimmed through the Bible and only read like key points. And I never really you know, looked into and analyzed the text and saw like, what was this teaching me? So my advice would be to open up your Bible and read a few chapters. Let's say you read like one through four of Matthew or whatever it is, you know, chapters one through four. I don't really, um, I would say like, you don't have to like, depends on the chapter. Maybe you only read one because it's super long, but whatever it is, you pick it and you're like, okay, I'm going to read chapter one first, right? Open up your Bible journal and write like Matthew chapter one. Read chapter one first, just like read through it and then go by each paragraph. So if you go by each paragraph and just analyze each one and you don't have to analyze every single word or every single line, but if you analyze each paragraph and just say like, okay, what is this paragraph teaching me? And then you kind of just like jot down and it just comes to your mind. Like I can't really explain it, but it just 
it just comes to you. Um, you know what? I'll get my Bible journal right now and give you guys a little example. Okay. So I just found my Bible journal from Psalm 1 through 4. Okay. So in Psalm 1 through 4, it talks about the tree and the chaff. And it talks about kind of wicked people and then people who are grounded with Christ. And it compares people who are grounded with Christ as the tree, just how trees are grounded and planted, you know, in the ground and they're deeply rooted in the ground. And then chaffs kind of just fly away. They're blown away by the wind. And it kind of shows the example of someone who stands with Christ and someone who gets easily manipulated or manipulates other people or is just easily fooled, fools others, etc. And it kind of just talks about and explains how trees obey the Lord and stand their ground while chaff will be easily manipulated and shifted by others. It talks about your confidence in the Lord. When everyone is against us, the Lord stands by us. So, that's kind of just a few notes that I wrote down about it. And it basically just says like, this is turning out to like a Bible lesson, but I'm just giving you an example of how I kind of journal it in myself. So I read through and I saw that it, that's what it was talking about. And I wrote down what each one meant to me. And then in my head, I kind of analyzed how does that go into my life? You know, am I a tree or am I a chaff? Like, do I let people easily manipulate me? And do I let people easily lie to me and step over me? Or am I someone that stands my ground? And once you kind of put it into your own life and into your own perspective, it just really helps with realizing where you stand in your relationship with Christ. So that's something that I think really helps with Bible journaling because it helps you relate it to you and kind of just, I guess you could say just a little bit of like, I don't know, it, it just helps you realize how you can relate the Bible to your own life instead of just reading the Bible because you're supposed to or because, you know, it gets you into heaven or gives you makes you a good Christian. If you're not analyzing it and using it in your own life, then you're not doing anything with it. You know, God doesn't watch us skim through the Bible and open up the Bible and say, oh, thank you. You know, it's when we use that stuff in our own real life. That's when it really makes a difference. So that's kind of what I do with Bible journaling that really helps me. And I think once you kind of get used to it, it's going to become easier to write your feelings on paper. The next thing that I'm going to talk about is how to grow amidst the uncertainty that the world is currently imposing. Um, if I learned anything this week, it's about how uncertain and sudden the world can change. And I think that it's scary because it's like, like I said before, we just we live on this temporary life and we don't think about our eternal life. And I don't think that our whole world should be focused on that because it's like, then we forget about the temporary life. And now we're like, okay, what do I do? Do I focus on school or do I just read my Bible? Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to need school in heaven. You know, we do have a purpose on this earth and God wants us to fulfill our purpose. It's not just about, oh, I, you know, who I, of course you want to be in heaven. And of course you should work towards that. And we should be more like Jesus and we should learn more about Jesus and learn more about our eternal life hundred percent. But God, you know, knows we have a purpose on this world, whether our purpose is to build houses or our purpose is to be a doctor and heal people, you know, whatever our purpose is, we still have to work towards and fulfill that purpose, you know? So I think that's also something that I learned this week as well. But I think growing among all this uncertainty can be very difficult because, it's kind of just sometimes you feel like you're at a standstill and you're like, I feel like I'm just frozen. You know, I feel like I'm just like, this is who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. But if you look at who you were a year ago today versus who you are now, you're going to be like, wow, like not just physical appearance, but internal, 
appearance is like, wow, I really changed. And you don't notice it because we go through every day just step by step. You know, we wake up in the morning, we do our morning routines, we go to school, we come home, we do our homework, we go to the gym, come home, cook dinner, eat dinner, shower, go to sleep. And then we just do that every single day until it's the weekend and we have maybe a few dinner plans or party plans or whatever. But we just go through steps. That's all that we do. You know, we open up our calendar and we write down what we have to do and then we do them. And then it's like, now what? You don't realize how much you're growing in between those steps. And here's another thing. You will not grow if you remain comfortable. If you stay in your routine for a whole year and you just keep doing the same exact thing, you will not grow. You must be uncomfortable to grow. Discomfort helps you grow. And it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's scary. It makes you nervous. It makes you anxious. Whatever it is, going transferring to a new school, starting on a new soccer team, starting a new job, starting a new side hustle. Like even starting this podcast was so uncomfortable for me in the beginning. You know, in the beginning of me recording these podcast episodes, I was so awkward at the way I spoke. I didn't really know how to deliver interviews. I didn't know how to talk to a microphone and now I'm doing solo episodes. You know, I'm still going to do guest episodes, but it's like now I specialize in solo episodes when before I couldn't even talk to a microphone. So it's like crazy how much I've been growing. And until I listened to my first episode, I didn't realize how much I had grown as just a podcaster and as a woman in general. And it's like, you don't notice it in the moment because in the moment, all you're focusing on is recording, editing, and uploading. But through this life that we live, we're growing so much, especially when we put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. So although there's uncertainty in this world, you know, especially everything that happened with our quarantine and our lockdown and this disease and everything, I think that showed us how how quick the world can change. You know, it showed us how quick that the world can just focus. I mean, that can, it could like, what's the word? force us. I don't know why I said focus. It can force us to just stay in a house. You know, it, like just like that, the, the world is like, you have to stay in your house for three months. And it's like, what? Like, what? Like, what? I have plans this weekend. Like the world just completely switched up on us. So I think that that's kind of what I think of when I think of uncertainty is that this world is not promised another day. So I think that we really kind of just have to live for today and put ourselves in situations where we grow because if you don't put yourself in uncomfortable situations, you're never going to grow as a person and you're just going to remain the same, which for me is a scary thought. I don't want to stay this person for the rest of my life. I want to be way more successful, way more healthier, way more intelligent. So I think that putting yourselves in uncomfortable situations really will help us grow. And at the end of the day, tomorrow isn't promised to us. So if you just like live in the moment, of course, you can still plan your weekends and plan your vacations and plan all these things. But at the same time, it's like this world is uncertain and we don't know what's coming. So I think that just as long as you focus on yourself and your growth, it's going to help you. You know, you're not going to have to think about whether tomorrow is coming or not. The last thing I want to talk about is navigating life through college. And I think this kind of goes the same as what I just kind of talked about, just like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and signing up for new things that maybe you're afraid to do. I think that college is amazing because you have so much freedom to do what you want. You have freedom to make your own schedule, join your own clubs, apply for your own internships, whatever it is. And we have so much freedom in college. It's insane. 
So I think that when it comes to navigating life through college, definitely put yourself out there. And I know that can sound really scary, but that's because in high school, it is scary to put yourself out there because in high school, you're dependent on the people around you, but in college, you're not. And a lot of people are in the same boat as you where they want to make friends or join clubs, but they're just too scared to. So if I were you, um, when it comes to stepping into college and just thinking like, how do I navigate my life? Number one, your first job out of college does not declare the rest of your life. I think people think that the first job you get out of college is the job that you're going to have forever, but people go to college and then get their first job in their major and realize they hate it. And then they start interning at other places or they start going to a design school for two years or, you know, whatever it is. And even though you're like, that's so scary. That's so horrible. But it's also just a part of life and a part of growing and evolving. And I think that's why when you're beginning college, it's important to put yourself in uncomfortable situations of new internships and networking and emails and phone calls and shadowing and whatever it is that you do to kind of learn what major you want to be in. It's really important to keep exploring those options before and in the middle beginning of college because it's like, that's going to help you grow as a person and kind of just help you be like, okay, I realize what I don't want to do and what I do want to do and et cetera. So I think that when it comes to navigating life through college, number one, just put yourself out there, join new clubs, meet new people because you're going to need these people more than you think when you graduate college, whether you're going to need them for networking or for a job or for an internship or as a connection, whatever it is, you're going to need these people, not need them, but it's going to, they're going to be helpful to you. So I think putting yourself out there in college, as scary as it might sound, it's very necessary, very, very necessary in college to do that. So that's kind of my advice when it comes to navigating life through college and just growing through college is you want to take advantage of every single opportunity that you have. Because once you graduate college, companies who do internships are not going to care about you. And I know that sounds really mean, but it's like the hard, cold truth is if you graduate college and you're your first year out of college and you're looking at companies for internships, they're going to not care and they're going to pick someone who's in college before they pick you. So when you're in college, I would really focus on internships and networking because this will help you learn more about different fields and different positions in your major or the place that you want to work. Because it's like, you're going to learn more about what they do on a day-to-day basis, their tasks, their responsibilities, what stresses them out, etc. So I think that as long as you branch yourself out, you're going to learn a lot more than kind of just reading and watching YouTube videos. You kind of want to have human interaction to talk with people and learn. So that's kind of my advice with navigating life through college. But if you're just like entering college and you're a little bit nervous, I'm like, where do I go from here? I promise you college is amazing. You have so much freedom to figure it out. And you have so much independence, which I think is the biggest thing that I loved about college is the independence that it brings. So that's kind of my advice. And I think that's where I'm going to cap it off. I don't want this episode to be crazy long. Um, Like I said, I'm not going to have an episode up for Monday, but I'm going to record this week with a guest and also record another solo episodes. But I'm really happy to be back with you guys this Friday talking to you guys again. Um, I miss talking to you guys and I think I'm kind of just like still getting back into it. But thank you guys so much for listening to this Friday's episode. I hope you have an amazing rest of your weekend. Thank you for everyone who sends me messages and for all the support. I will post today or tomorrow what you guys want the next topic to be. So again, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Bye.